Southern this or that. Let's get it. We're, we're doing NC versus LA. So I got a bunch of local dishes. So who does it better? I feel like we are kind of biased towards our own state. I know, but we're going to be, that, that's the fun. All right. All right. I feel like we need someone more objective here, so we need a guest on the show. I don't know. I feel like this is the Southern this or that challenge. LA versus NC. Here we go. All right. Peach Cobbler. Who does it better? NC. We're closer to Georgia. I'll give you guys Peach Cobbler. I will. All right. Pig's feet. Never really had pig's feet. Yeah, pig's feet. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm good that Louisiana goes. Y'all handle the weird shit. <laughs> this brings me to the next one. Moonshine. I'm giving that to y'all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, A lot of um, generational moonshiners over there. Uh -huh. Now, okay, I've told you about the whole idea that I want to go down to, like, you know, New Orleans. New Orleans. To get, some, like, to go on a whole, like, food, like, hunt. Like, have you seen that scene from The Simpsons where yeah. Homer goes on, like, a whole bench? I want to do that. Marge, I'm trying to go to New Orleans. Marge, I'm trying to go to New Orleans, and, you know, I'm trying to eat every... It's, like, the best and worst food, too. You know? But, yeah, okay, we're, we're kind of, we're, we're going rapid fire here. Okay, so, uh, Gator Tail. I I'm going, I'm going, yeah, y'all got that. Mm -hmm. Y'all got gators. All right, chocolate gravy. What the fuck is chocolate gravy? Mm, I ain't never had chocolate gravy. First time I mean, we're hearing of that shit. All right, fried gizzard. Again, NC, more impartial because my mom couldn't. Exactly. Okay, I'm a, and again, I'm fried gizzards because Louisiana, we do, we do fried chicken better than any other state. Hot take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no... Oh, what, North Carolina? Oh, Popeye's in North Carolina fried chicken? Come on. Come on, man. I mean, I'll give you guys Popeye's. Popeye's is way better than KFC. Hush puppies. NC. Us. Hell LA, the fuck no. All the way, Hell baby. the fuck no. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah. Hush puppies is our thing. What? I gotta take you to the cookout in, in NC. Uh, you will have some of the best hush puppies you ever had. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pulled pork. NC. Uh, yeah. I can't, like, literally, that's like... Like, losing a guy, like, the crawfish boil. Yeah, you give us crawfish. You give us all... I feel like we could... Any some, like, seafood-related cuisine, y'all got See, if instantly. It, if it swims, it's us. <laughs> yeah. But if it walks on land, it's us. Chicken. Fried chicken. If it walks on four feet, it's us. <laughs> oh, man. All right, um... Oh, here's a good one. Frog legs. That's more of a French, like, thing. Or a French that's influence why, thing. See, that's why we do it better. Yeah, you guys have some French influence. In we only got French influence. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of French influence. No. Alright. Or two, two more. We got two more big ones. Alright, we got cornbread. Ooh. And we got collard greens. Both those... I would say NC because like soul food, bro. Our soul food is hits different. Y'all got that Creole soul. Mm -hmm. We got that old Southern fashion soul. Creole soul though, it's something else, man. I don't again, know. I f again, I feel like it's more. I mean, like obviously, I'm so goddamn biased towards. Like, I mean, same with me. That's why I'm like, we gotta have an impartial person. I know, or you know. Put but in the like, comments, like, can, what do you think is, which come, one's better? We can come back to this and just kind of be like, oh, mm -hmm, yeah, but like, you know, 
and uh, uh put your y'all's answers in the comments below yeah y'all answer in the comments below which is who has better food is it nc or la yankees really do be having like some whack ass food though oh yeah like, like it's just not that good like there's there's a fucking dish up in new york called the garbage plate Mm-hmm. oh i thought that was oh i thought that was uh what we called uh south carolina pulled pork Enhances the flavor. Best brisket I ever had was like this jalapeno crusted pepper, black pepper brisket. In te- I had it in Texas. Honestly, I'll give Texas like brisket. Oh yeah, no, Texas gets brisket like for, for real, for real. Yeah. We don't get, see, Louisiana, I'm not even gonna like, Q, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even coming after y'all. Like, I'm giving y'all barbecue all day over us. Yeah, now, like, like, fucking barbecue is such a huge thing in North Carolina too, like, there's two different styles, and, like, there is a constant fight between the two, like, Eastern and Western, which one's better. Mm-hmm. Which one's better? I go more Western style. Because mm-hmm. I do, like, the pork shoulder with, like, the ketchup base shit. Okay, I see you. Because I do like that. Well, you, the consistency of barbecue sauce that you think and know of. Mm-hmm. Vinegar, I've come to love it because, like, it adds a, such a unique flavor profile to like that tender pork but mm-hmm. i don't know like i'm thinking barbecue i want that sauce i want to be saucy yeah you want to you want to ruin whatever article of clothing you're wearing yeah that's when you know you got too much sauce <laughs> uh, let me know <laughs> let me know before i was famous i had too much sauce they let me know before i was famous i had too much sauce out of my heel blow now Welcome back to the Southern Fried Humanitarian Podcast, the only podcast where your two hosts are humanitarian workers from the South living in the North. We explore the cultural differences in our regionality, environment, and across the world. I'm Sam, this is Prey, what it means to be an American, and we just did a little, like, recording thing about, like, you know, specifically Southern regions, like, in food and stuff, so what I want to... So what I think we we get into today is a little bit of like, you know, what are we going to, or like, you know, citizen, you know, we get in like citizenship, citizenship stuff, like legalities yeah. of what it means to be an American. And like, are you American? Because it comes back down to like, you can pass your citizenship test, which we'll get into a little bit later, but some of those questions, like a lot of native born Americans would not be able to answer. Yeah, so these are basic civics like questions. So, but yeah, what I what I had like would it be fun like so we were gonna take uh, a citizenship test. We were gonna take we we're gonna do some like citizenship questions. So I have the link here on the document that you sent me, and yeah. I can. When do you, but like you can complete like your citizenship, but at that point, do you consider yourself an American, or are you an American? Come from like an immigrant family, so I always felt like. I was an American, mm-hmm. and I think my parents, like, when they got their citizenship test, I think that's also a big reason, because, like, my parents, like, my dad got his citizenship, and, like, fully got his citizenship in the early 90s, right before, like, and he voted for Bill Clinton first term, I remember that, then my mom also got, but my mom got her citizenship, like, uh, a couple years later. And so, able to vote for Bill Clinton's second uh, term. So, you know, stated that they felt like they're Americans. They participate in the system. They're now 
like the idea that you are an American is kind of like how you perceive yourself and how like your fellow like other Americans actually view you as well. Some mm-hmm. some of them will be accepting, some will not. Yeah, you're more pull you're more pulled pork, you know, that's yeah. that brings you back to the like formative years or anything yeah. else. But anyway, so like up and up I was saying like I do also love the way like um American like immigration and naturalization works. Mm-hmm. Not like in the system itself, because that system just fucking sucks. I'm talking more of like the societal like version of that. Because yeah. a lot of like European countries for uh, like for example, like if you immigrate there, you kind of have to like convert to like their cult, like society's culture. Like if you're German, if you're applying for German citizenship, you basically start have to start acting like a German. Um, but in America, like, when you assimilate, you're kind of, like, you're melding your culture in to the fabric of America. And that's kind of unique about it, because a lot of people can bring over their cultures, their ideologies, and kind of, like, it gets woven into the American, like, melting pot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we, we have a lot of clients that go through the system themselves, and when they finally get citizenship... You know, we also like to help prep them with some, like, citizenship questions. So, same here as volunteered to take the citizenship quiz, mm-hmm. or uh, the civics questions for the naturalization test. This is the official Citizen Immigration Service, or USCIS. So, Sam, how well do you think you know, like, American civics government to pass this test? Well, considering I work in, like, refugee resettlement, I'd hope I'd pass this test, and I hope pretty well, but, you know, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say I, I could pass this test if I had to take it, like, right now. Alright, so let's, uh, let's start off with a pretty easy question. What is the supreme law of the land? Money. <laughs> it's, a uh, <laughs> uh, wait, no, uh, it's a, uh, the supreme, uh, the big money. Uh, Free law of the land is, of course, the Constitution. Great. That's correct. All right. Uh, what do we call the first ten amendments to the Constitution? Bill of Rights. Okay. Name one. Uh, what is one right or freedom from the First Amendment? Uh, it is, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Right. It's, uh, right. Uh, freedom of the press. Yep. We also would have taken speech, religion, assembly, uh, and petition, petitioning the government. Now, how many uh, amendments uh, does the Constitution have? I would say we're at 26. Close, 27. Uh, oh, here's a fun one. What did the Declaration of Independence do? It stated that the, co- the, thir- the 13 colonies would no longer uh, pay taxes to British government, to the British uh, ruling government in the mainland. Well, uh, you, were, you were going the right direction, then you just kind of like took a right... No taxation without representation? Uh, well, basically, three things that you can say is it announced our independence from Great Britain. Declare the independence. Declare our independence. <laughs> Or said that the United States is free. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. There's a map on the back of it. There's a map on the back. 
what is the rule of law? Concept? And he just says, like, what is the rule of law? Uh, it's the idea that basically it, it uh, so that no one person is above the law. Yep. They also would accept that everyone must follow the law, leaders must obey the law, and government must obey the law, and no one is above the law. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty, like, uh, radical idea. Okay, uh, name three branches of the government. Legislative, judicial, executive. Alright. What stops one branch of government from becoming too powerful? Checks and balances. And? Well, the second critical answer is separation of powers. Okay, yeah. Good. Okay, I'm not going through all these questions because, like, there's a hundred of these. Mm Mm-hmm. I think you gotta like pass with like. They only give you ten, right? They give you they give you the full hundred. Oh, they do. Yeah. You oh, gotta, you can only miss ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What are two cabinet le- cabinet level positions? Uh. Secretary of State, uh, Secretary of the Interior. Yep. Okay, under the Constitution, some powers belong to the federal government. What is one power of the federal government? Uh, interstate commerce. The ability to regulate interstate commerce. Okay, um, I won't accept that because that has to do with money, but like, for USAS, they have these four critical answers. To print money, to declare war, to create an army, to make treaties. Okay. Okay, under the Constitution, some powers belong to the state. What is one power of the state? Uh, states can levy taxes. Ooh, incorrect. There's provide schooling and education, provide mm-hmm. protection, police, provide safety, fire department, give a driver's license, and approve zoning and land use. Okay. Uh, what is the capital of your state? Uh, Baton Rouge. Probably got some boring ass Raleigh. <laughs> there are four amendments to the Constitution about who can vote. Describe one of them. Uh, there would be. 13th Amendment. Which states that uh, people of color are free to, are full citizens and able to vote. Yeah. There's also the 18th Amendment, um, or the 19th Amendment that allows women to vote. Um, I mean, citizens 18 and older can vote. You don't have to pay a poll tax to vote. Uh-huh. Any citizens can vote, uh, women and men. Uh, a citizen of any race can vote. Okay. Oh. Hey, what is one responsibility that is only for United States citizens? What is one responsibility is only for U.S. citizens? Yep. Um. Voting. Ooh, miss this one. Either serve on a jury or vote 
in a federal election. Wait, did you say vote? Voting. Yeah, so that, yeah, I already got that one. My bad. But yeah, is it a third round jury, jury or go in a federal election? Uh, <laughs> Here's one. What do we show loyalty to when we sing the Pledge of Allegiance? Wait, what? What do we show loyalty to when we say the Pledge of Allegiance? The flag of the United States of America. Yep. To the Republic for which it stands one nation. You don't have to recite the whole entire thing, man. I'm going to do it, dude. No. No, no suck, me, suck me off. Like... I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for most people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, the two acceptable answers was the United States and the flag. Mm -hmm. Alright, what is one promise you make when you become a U.S. citizen? The one promise you make? Yeah. Uh, I promise to not betray the United States. Security, national security interests. I can promise not to commit treason. I mean, I'll, I'll put that under obey the laws of the United States. Yeah. But you can do, uh, you had to give up loyalty to other countries. Oh. Defend the Constitution of the, uh, and laws of the United States. Oh. Obey the laws of the United States. Serve in the U.S. military if needed. Mm -hmm. Serve to inform work for the nation if needed. Mm -hmm. Be loyal to the United States. I guess that kind of goes under treason. Yeah. That's what I say, you get, like, obeying laws, mm -hmm. don't commit treason. That's kind of obeying. Yeah, don't the only, kill. Don't the only law that's actually specified in the Constitution. Don't murder people. Okay, what are two ways that Americans can participate in a democracy? Uh, run for election and vote. Yep. Okay, now we're going on to the American history section. Mm. Okay, why did the colonists uh, fight the British? Taxation. Yeah. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Nicholas Cage. Now he's the one who found the secret map. Uh, so it would be uh, Thomas Jefferson. Yep. Thomas Jefferson. Uh, there were 13 original states. Name three. Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. Yep. I think those are the most states. Oh, but here's a good one. And this is what a lot of what most people would also miss. When was the Constitution written? Ah, uh, 1790. 1790. Close. 1787. Ah, damn. But most people always say 1776. That's the day. That's the DOI, baby. Yeah, but again, that was just the day they de declared independence. That wasn't the day that everyone signed on to it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people keep forgetting about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Federalist Papers support the passage of the U.S. Constitution. Name one of the writers. Uh, 
I'll give you a hint. Alexander Hamilton. Okay, you didn't need the hint. <laughs> what is one thing Benjamin Franklin is famous for? Right. Have you heard the stories of him, like, in France? Yeah, he was in Paris. Yeah. Have you heard the stories? Oh, yeah. Bro, people would just, like, come up to, like, oh, Benny Frank, and be like, hey, man, what you can get into today? Oh, uh, either Carissa or Charlotte. No, the joke, is, the joke is, where's Benjamin Franklin? Oh, he's in Charlotte, and then tomorrow he'll be in Virginia, and the next day he'll be in Mary. Well, yeah, uh, what is one thing ben Benjamin Franklin is famous for besides that? Uh, I mean, there's the, the electricity being on the hundred dollar bill. Nah, that the electricity thing is just kind of like a full, full floor. Um, he was a U.S. diplomat that, I think, was that the reason why we got the, like, Louisiana first? No, that was Jefferson. Yeah, that's right. But he was there. Oh, he was the one who, like, uh, rallied the French to be on his side. Right. Yeah, because he just like, it's because he cucked all of the, no all of the French noblemen, like, all the French noblemen, and they were just like, like, and they were just like, eh, Monsieur Franklin, we have to, Monsieur Franklin is uh, deep taking my west, and so now I have to fight for America. Yeah. Seven that he was also the oldest member of the Constitution Convention, first postmaster general, mm -hmm. writer of the Poor Richard's Almanac, Almanac, and star of the first free library. Oh, right. you should know this. What territory did the U.S. purchase from France in 1803? Come on. Okay. Name one war fought by the United States in the 1800s. The War of 1812. When did that happen? <laughs> What's Obama's last? So yeah, that was cool, dude. I'm glad we got to. I'm glad we did that. So yeah, I kind of. I think I did pretty well. Uh, but again, like, be mindful that I am, you know, I have like, I'm a, I have an, I have a bachelor's degree in human in a humanities major, uh, and I work in social services and like live in Washington, D.C., so, like, I'm, like, kind of, that's kind of skewed, you know? Yeah. So, like, I thought this would be a fun thing to go, like, rambling in the streets for. Oh, yeah, well, just, you know, I feel like that was a segment on, like, the Lino or something. It's time for... Fake ass. Fake ass. Alright. Today's show is brought to you by FedEx, not actually part of the federal government. So it's also brought to you by Hard Rock Cafe. Nothing more American than a hard rock to the face. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Lowe's. Don't worry, we're not we're not a Home Depot. We're Lowe's. This episode is also brought to you by Home Depot and coincidentally all the other taco trucks out in the parking lot of Home Depot. Do they get do we see a piece of that money? Yes we do. This episode is also brought to you by Walmart. Walmart, we know you're stealing. Mm. Mm. It is brought to you by Tide and Maybelline. Don't get us confused. McDonald's. Yes, it is broken. No, it won't be fixed anytime soon. Or, uh, um, it like McDonald's. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, so let me ask you this. Like, 
Do you consider Virginia Beach to be the South? Again, I consider Virginia to be Southern. Okay, so Virginia Beach part of the South. Yeah, because again, my definition of the South were the states that came from the fucking Confederacy. I, yeah, I think cult, I think culturally, it's like, I would say the South, like, I would say Northern Virginia is not really Southern, you know? I mean, then again, it's, it's become definitely more liberal, but like, you can't split hairs when it comes to states. I can't say half a state. Because then again, like, I can say half of North Carolina is, like, not really Southern. I mean, you can say that about, yeah, Florida, though. Yeah. My, Miami's not the South, come on. I feel like that's more further south than anything else. I feel like this is a different, this is like a different episode. Let's get back to the topic at hand. That, but again, we should put that on the back burner. Like, mm-hmm. how south is south? What is this? Where is this? Where does the south stop? Yeah. We can do a whole episode <clears> of <throat> the south. Mm-hmm. I thought that's like a good episode four. Yeah. yeah what is the south? What is the south? Yeah. So, yeah, so citizenship. So, yeah, that citizenship test. Yeah. And. Again, the crazy part is that a lot of these people have to, like, study, and they can't afford to miss 10 questions. Yeah. Out of 100. And it's mm-hmm. like, you have to pass with a 90. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's a pretty high bar. Yeah, and, like, again, we're, and, like, to tie this into being humanitarian workers, again, like, you know, I have clients, like, they, I have clients who, like, come from, like, who come from using different alphabets, so it's, like, even harder for them to read. Yeah. And some of them couldn't read in the first place. Exactly, like, l- like literacy is something we take for granted in this country. Mm-hmm. A lot, like, working with our clients actually shows me, like, how much we really do take for granted mm-hmm. in the U.S. Like, being able to get an education for free, that is something that, you know, a lot of developing nations... That's something that's pretty beautiful. Like, you get, like, the, we did the public education here. Yeah. Is it good? No. <laughs> could it be better? Hell, fuck yeah. Yeah, it could. I mean, look, like, you know... You ever heard of like social promotion? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like messed up, dude. No, um, yeah, dude, like take it for granted, man. You really do. So, and I think it's important to be grateful for what we do have, you know, like yeah. For all the faults in America, and there are a lot of faults, there are still some good mm-hmm. that we were able to achieve together because yeah. we all realize, like, you know, there's a value in this, like. Yeah, man. You know, I don't want this to be like a podcast where we kind of just like bemoan the bemoan the state of the nation. You know? Yeah. Like we were talking about like earlier, like with slacktivism, like we gotta we gotta actually mobilize. We're doing we're doing something, you know? Yeah. So we're making let's let's do something about it. We're not, I don't want to, and you know, we can kind of also kind of be fun and like kind of our own little southern nuggets of wisdom, you know? Yeah. But, you know, like, uh, there's a, you know, my grandma used to say this thing. She was like, you know, if I see someone, if I see someone on the side of the road standing next to their car, I've never seen someone stop. But if I see someone on the side of the road pushing their car, I've seen people stop and push. That's actually quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. So. You know. And that kind of goes to show, like, how people should, like, view the world. Like, you can't just sit there and expect others to help out. Now you got to start doing it, then other people will start noticing, and then they'll get into it. Luck favors the prepared. Yeah. So. It's like that famous, like, I think it was like a, I don't know if there's an actual Benjamin Franklin quote, people say it is, but, like, you know, 
the saying of like, you know, the harder I work, the more lucky I am. That goes like that's kind of a cultural value too. Because that's just like, it's like uh, working hard, you know. Yeah. So we work hard. We work hard here, you know. Like, and sometimes it pays off. Sometimes it pays off, and that's what we're doing with this podcast. Yeah. We're gonna work hard for it, and we're gonna make it pretty good, and we're gonna, you know, you guys are people. To anyone listening right now, you're you're listening to the you're listening to the worst episodes. I know what, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like. At some point, like in like a couple months down the line, we're gonna have this like down to a science, and we're gonna be able to like kind of rifle. Yeah, and then you're just kind of then we like cringe back our early episodes, like oof, man. Yeah, now you're going through the backlog. You're probably going through the backlog. You're listening to this in 2025. You're going through the backlog. You're trying. To... You you went down the rabbit hole of this mm-hmm. other Friday humanitarian podcast, exactly. and we thank you for that. You spent your Bezos bucks with on a premium subscription. Yeah, you really, like, made use of that Ethereum, like, <laughs> purchase right there. And, uh, you, even with cryptocurrency, that's also kind of, like, a crazy thing. Another way of, like, that freedom, because, like, there were no rules and regulations around that. There were basically just, like, we treated it like the wild fucking West. We're like, fuck it. We do whatever the fuck we want with it. Mm-hmm. We're working hard. Yeah. We're, so, it's, like, a cult, it's the ultimate cultural value, you know? Yeah. And we thank you for spending your cryptocurrency money on us. So we can... Uh, so you can be a part of the, the podcast. Don't forget to use some of that crypto money on our Patreon. Do we have shirts at this point? I mean, we can make shirts. No, yeah, we don't have any. We don't have any merchandise. Merchandise coming soon. Yeah, and if we're doing this in the future where we do have merchandise, then go buy it. Come on, man. But yeah, so anyway, back to what it means. Back, back to, like, the idea of being an American. I think that, like, or citizenship and, like, Clients and literacy. Well, for a lot of our clients and a lot of other humanitarian immigrants, is that you know them getting U.S. citizenship is also like them officially having a a country. Yeah, it's the holy grail. It's the Shangri La, you know. Yeah, and you know, crazy thing is like one of the questions for is like you promise to forfeit like uh, your allegiance to your to any other countries, and that means sometimes you gotta give up your citizenship. Mm-hmm. Now there are a few cases where you're allowed to keep like have dual citizenship. Like if you're if you were born in the UK and like we have a good relationship, we have very strong relationship with them. Yeah. Basically, any like so there are some countries that like there that are the exceptions to like the rule, but like most of the countries, like my parents had to give up their citizenship. Mm-hmm. Like it's how I felt when I was like giving up my NC license because it's just mm-hmm. like it's so hard knowing that that was your home. Then like now you had to like forfeit it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean like. You've only lived in NC and DC, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, like I've kind of like, like, um, like I've lived in like for four different places in my life, like four different like areas of the country. Like I was in Louisiana, I was in Arkansas, I was in North Texas, and now I'm in the DMV. Yeah. So, like I kind of like, I don't really have like, I don't. But again, that's kind of also like you know like. My own like kind of ties, my own like ties to shit. Like, you know, I consider myself like Louisianian. Do I want to live there? Hell no. <laughs> but I feel like you know, I don't know. It has its moments. Yeah, it has its moments. Like you see, your, like obviously, I think you see yourself like living in the U.S. like for the rest of your life, barring some major catastrophe. Yeah. But like, so Not where would you? Yeah. Where would you want to live? Like, would you want to live in NC or would you want to live in like? DMV, like where where would you want to live? You know, 
I've always been like had this philosophy of like a nomad. I don't know where the fuck I'm gonna end up. I just kind of go where the wind takes me. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. That's very much a dumb question. Well, where would the wind take you? Honestly, I feel like the wind will probably tell me to go west coast, but then my pockets are telling me no. <laughs> but honestly, like if I were to go back to NC, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Cause like. There's just so much about it that I can do. There's mountains I can go hiking in. I can go to the beach. Mm-hmm. I can stay in the major cities and have the time of my life. That's what I love about my state is that there's so much you can do and so much history involved. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like, again. It's also like important. There's also like very like real ties to, you know, like you grew up there. You have powerful moments there, and like that that sticks, you know. Yeah. So, for me, like I. I honestly don't know if I can live in Louisiana again. Like, I don't know. I don't see myself ending up there. I really, I genuinely don't. Now, like, again, if whatever's out there takes me there, I'm fine with that. But I don't, I don't know. Like, the, the government there is so corrupt, and also we're going to be underwater in about 30 years. So. Probably sooner. Yeah. Our Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coastline is, like, receding right now. We've had, like, we, Louisiana, I'll tell you this, we do corrupt politics better than any other state in the union, bar none. And I'll take that to the bank, man. Like, I'll tell you what. Like, bro, Edwin Edwards. You ever heard of this guy? No. Edwin M. F. and Edwards. Okay. <clears throat> so, Edwin Edwards runs for governor of Louisiana, wins a term, serves two terms as governor, and then goes to jail for corruption. Do you know how corrupt you have to be as the governor of Louisiana to go to jail for corruption? What was the charge for his corruption? Like, he was—it was federal prison, you know. So. Oh damn. Mm-hmm. So he—he he really did the crime. Yeah, racketeering. You know, he was in 2001. He was found guilty of racketeering charges, sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. So, yeah, basically. He yeah. served as governor in 72 through, 70 through 80, then went to jail. Then he, then he went to jail again. He went to jail the first time. Then does a comeback in 84, or he gets, indi- he gets indicted in 83. Then 84, for the 84 election, he's running for governor. Announces that he's running for governor from jail. Gets out of jail, and he wins. And do you know why he won? Or do you know how he won? How? Because the person he was running against was David Duke. The former Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, who was fully admitting he was the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. And this was 1984. Uh, And then he didn't... You say he got indicted in two thousand one as well. Yeah, he served. He did. He, he did. He went to Club Fed in two thousand four. So, how many? Oh, that's three now. Was there any more in between? Him. Sorry. So he began his sentence in two thousand, in two thousand two. Mm-hmm. So that's three basically arrests. Was there any more? Probably, but, you know, he was he was something else, man. Damn. I mean, well, yeah. Well, he, go Louisiana, number one corruption. I know. We do it. And, like, he remember, he was quoted as saying, like, 
in on the campaign trail. I think he literally said, the only way I lose this election is if I'm caught with a dead girl or a live boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I think he said that, like, at a campaign event. He's just like, yeah. I mean, he was facing against, like, David Duke. Mm-hmm. And, like, people voted for him, even though he's just freshly out of jail. <laughs> They're like, All right, well... Yeah, y'all keep listening to the y'all keep listening. Uh, remember to like and subscribe on YouTube. Share with your friends, your mom, your grandma, and your dog. Uh, yeah, your dogs, pets, background noise. Um, your teachers, your uncles, your aunts, aunts, and uh, comments and topics you want us to talk about. Future videos. Y'all be good. You hear?